you know, Colson, I'm from Ohio. You can't, like, pull one over on me. I know where it is. You know where what is? Ohio is. And, like, what's... You know where Ohio is? Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) I live there. I know where it is. What are you even saying to me? Yeah, it's Lake Erie. Yeah, do you want to? Do you want to make? Do you want to so have, have an Northern argument, or do you just want to tell me you it's, know where it's Ohio just 80% is? Eighty percent from Toledo right. to Buffalo. Yeah, what right. is right, from Northern Toledo border. to Pennsylvania, the northern border of Ohio is what water is Lake Erie. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's okay, but when you look at the state, it's just like a little dip in the. It's not. No. I mean that dip is because of all the water, though. <laughs> It's, it's the, most it's the dip the to see how it feels. <laughs> uh, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome Pacers fans, you were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 643, coming to you from the high school home of Josh McRoberts, Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we're going to do our... 2022-2023 League Awards, plus we'll have a stat of the week, and I don't know, maybe down to Google. Joining me this show are all of our analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, is from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out. Uh, to all of those folks that are celebrating Passover, uh, starting Wednesday night, I think. Uh, and shout out to, uh, Colson. Welcome to the, uh, 44 club, buddy. Oh, jeez. Nice shout to have out. you. Oh, I'm, ti- I'm your, tired your, already. Yeah. It's your crozier year, right? That's, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. The yeah. year of the crozier. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> It'll be a fun one. From Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Yeah, we're we just are figuring out internet and apparently power, but uh, got it figured out. I want to shout out real briefly, uh, Mark Jackson. Uh, birthday on April first. Fool's Day, and then um, LSU ladies won the uh, national title uh, tonight. Uh, my bar was full with Iowa people. I didn't know that uh, Asheville was full of Iowa transplants. Um, was it Christy Clark who scored forty points? <laughs> Something Clark. Caitlin Clark she scored thirty. <laughs> well, no, Caitlin she Clark. scored thirty in this game, but she scored forty. Something points. Her and then previous two games, she averaged forty-one, ten, and eight. Yeah, and uh, I watched those games, and it was fr- she's Steph Curry, she's Larry Bird, she's amazing. Uh, got in a little bit of foul trouble in the national championship, but uh, yeah, shout out to ladies. Uh, and LSU is just a more balanced team, so go balance scoring in basketball. And. I assume all of them will go to the WBA and get paid millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. That's what should happen. Mm-hmm. And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. 
What's going on, fellas? Shouting out uh, New York City Cyclones, my niece's hockey teams, at Nationals. Got the semifinal game coming up tonight after broadcast. Good luck. Boy. What, what time do they play? Out. Uh, 8.15 West Coast time. We got okay. a little West Coast bias for a, diff- for a, for a change. <laughs> All right. Got my fingers crossed. And you can, like, watch it? It's like, uh... Yeah, yeah. You can yeah, stream the, it? Or the, 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 the state championships, you could just, like, go to the site. The nationals, they make me pay. So uh, I had to... What? Yeah, I had to give them 30 bucks, but... Yeah. Uh, wow. I get, like, a month subscription, so I can watch lots of other... Yeah. Nice. under hockey, I guess, if I want cool. to. <laughs> so I got a weird new hobby. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to make up that 30 bucks, so you just, like... Yeah, I just, like... <laughs> Be a hockey scout in my spare time now. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like sell your login to somebody else or something. The Undiscoutables. Is that our yeah. new podcast? Spinoff. Uh, and before we get into the rest of the show, I'd like to remind listeners they can support us, the longest running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables. And you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Gentlemen, the season is really winding down. I think we know we've had a good enough look uh, at this year to know who our picks are for our season awards. And um, we will do a separate show that does like just the Pacers, uh, but we want to do our league-wide uh, awards today. And if you have not made your picks yet, if you think that you know the the last game or two is going to make a, uh, a a difference in your voting. Then um, I don't have to tell you we're doing it today. So, <laughs> so or just stop watching games and just go with what you got. Yeah, so, I would so. say put your your money. I mean, because you can still bet now. You just put money on what sure. we decide. I would say. I would say. <laughs> uh, and I give the opposite advice, which is put your money on what we don't say. All right, so I think that if you guys want to just jump right into this, this is this is what what we want to talk about first is, so we've got our six awards. Uh, the first one I want to do, Coach of the Year. Ooh, hot button. Hot button one. <laughs> so I think that that Colson, you're you're the birthday you're the birthday man now. He's finally, finally reached manhood. <laughs> he's there. He's there. And I want to know, who do you think is the coach of the year? There's, I think there's some, there's several uh, g- good picks out there. There are several good picks. Uh, whoever runs the Thunder is a pick. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm going with Mike Brown. Um, the fact that the uh, Sacramento Kings have been terrible for so long. Um, and it's the longest uh, drought in sports history or or just current sports history. Sacramento Kings are going to make the playoffs with home court advantage. And um, I, I read a nice article. Um, and uh, he said that he learned a lot from coaching LeBron James. Um, and he said, basically what you need to do is, um, make space for your best player to do what they do. And so what he's done is created an offense around, uh, our, uh, our favorite ex-pacer, um, Sabonis, um, they do just dribble handoffs and they're historically at this point, historically great offense is coming from that. And uh, Mike Brown deserves a ton of credit. Um, he's turned around a franchise, and um, that's my vote for uh, Coach of the Year. I would have voted for him as well, largely because of his Pacer ties. Um, but as uh, just to bring another name into the mix, Joe Mazzula stepped into a very tough situation Ooh, in yeah. Boston this year. Yeah. Um, with the <laughs> the guy who was supposed to be the head coach, Ime Odoka. Uh, basically getting suspended for a year and 
you know, I don't know, maybe getting fired in shame. Who knows? Anyway, he's done a heck of a job with that team. They are, you know, rocking the inside track to a championship right now. So um, he's done a phenomenal job. He deserves he's and will get some votes for sure. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I there's a lot of good coaches this year, I guess. Um, I want to give uh, two guys a shout out before we sort of settle on this Quaker style. One is Will Hardy of the Utah Jazz, who going into this season, everybody thought the Jazz were going to be like winning literally nine or ten games, and they are probably you know, you know <laughs> potentially going to be in the play-in, which is insane. Um, and uh, Doc Rivers, controversially, <laughs> like I mean, well, I, I'm not a big Doc fan, but like they. It, if you remember, the Sixers got off to a horrid start this year, and there was a lot of people calling for his, you know, head. But he kept, you know, but the team together. He did together. not fire himself. Yeah, he. <laughs> yeah, brave move, really. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I th- I think he's got that team playing super duper well and. Uh, well, and Harden's he, actually he made a lot of space for Embiid. <laughs> well, yeah. but Harden's actually sort of playing defense, kinda. You know, like that's that's yeah. awesome. Sure, <laughs> you say so. I missed that game. <laughs> Just throw another name out there. I I, I got to give some credit to Taylor Jenkins too, out in Memphis. Yeah, and no his doubt. Teams, his teams had some <laughs> a lot of stuff going on out there. Yeah. yeah, a lot of bad stuff happened in the press, and his team has just responded brilliantly. I mean, obviously the makeup of that team. Uh, is really really good. Um, the young talent that they have there is amazing, but um, they're, they're on a tear to close out this season. So, do we not give Mike Miller credit for? Oh, I'm sorry, Mike Malone credit for Denver? Do we just give it all to the Joker? I mean, he gets some. He'll credit, get votes. But... He'll get votes. I just that was just a question. I don't really have an opinion. I just wondered. Yeah. No. I mean, I I think that I mean I credit their success more to. Jokic then to yeah, for sure. Malone at some level. I, I feel like I was higher on him last year. There's just a lot of competition yeah. this year, and they didn't change a lot from what they had been doing. Him transitioning them to like more three point shooting and that kind of stuff, like that happened a couple of years ago. It doesn't like feel very new. Right. So yeah, Jokic gets lots of credit. <laughs> no shit. Joe, do you have a horse in this race? You know, so I mean, obviously Brown is is you know. I think a little too obvious, and I think that normally we want to <laughs> go pacer too obvious. Pacer. Normally, normally we we talk about Greg Popovich in this seat because he's the best coach out there. He is, and I think he he has done amazing work this year, keeping his team at the bottom of the table. Yeah, and... something Will Hardy couldn't do, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, maybe and Hardy so... gets negative votes. <laughs> So the uh, Spurs are in prime position for Wembenyama, and you know I think that if the Spurs can pick this up, what a coup! And they may take that into uh, another twenty years of uh, ascendancy. Sure. And uh, he can coach to his nineties. Who cares? Yeah, I mean he. Well, so really, he, you're giving him an incomplete, though, right? Because it all depends well, on how they do in the Yeah, lottery. if they don't get women Yamba, it's not a good year of coaching. We'll see. You know, I think that. Uh, well, but the thing is, he can just he can turn it on a dime. I mean, this is a this is a choice that he's making to to, to do this. So he doesn't have a chance unless that unless he does the you know the, the thing with the draft. And so you know he's got to he's got to play his part, and then. You know, do they get them? Fantastic for them. If they don't, next year, you know, they'll they'll turn up the heat and they'll be back at the top of the charts, um, slapping down everybody else. Suddenly, so, it's a nineties band, top of the charts. <laughs> yep, with a bullet. With a bullet. With a bullet. With a bullet. Um, so okay, so what are the three or four names that we threw out that we want to argue about? Because we got to come up this Quaker style. It's not just Mike Malone or Mike Brown, rather. Yeah, no, I'm cool. Do I agree Brown. with Mike Brown? 
Yeah, I'm in. I mean, that. come yeah. on, it's historic. It's freaking great. They it's they are literally ties. I'm a homer. These Pacers ties, and it's literally the greatest offense in the history of the NBA. If you arrange the numbers correctly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And well, and he is he's driving this offense through an ex Pacer. <laughs> so yeah, I'm all in on Mike Brown. Can we can we we all decide on that? That's good. Yeah, okay. let's do it. Mike Brown. Coach You're of the here. year. Well, also, you heard it here Greg last. Popovich, Actually, Greg first. Popovich is was born in Indiana and grew up in Indiana. So, yeah, so he's a traitor, is what you're saying. So. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> saying you could be a homer either way. That's where he learned his uh, love of wine was in Indiana. We all that, that great, <laughs> yeah, that great yeah. Indiana so, wine. What we're <laughs> known for. <laughs> all right give it to Mike Brown because he's great and he did a good job alright next category let's talk about let's do the sixth man of the year next Oh, I think there's a there's a couple guys here that I think you know this is another we talk about this every year there is there's it's about definition of this you know is is do we want to disqualify somebody who's taken the jump that we think they should have taken, or um, somebody's maybe fallen off a little bit and made a a, a, a big jump? Uh, for me, I don't know. There's a, there's been several guys. Uh, Lori Markinen, I think, has obviously he's been fantastic. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are we doing are we doing uh, most improved? Or are we doing six man? Or what did I say? Six man. You said six man. Yeah. Oh, I think I think Markinen starts. So yeah, he's yeah, yeah. So we're doing most improved. So most improved. Because that's how is, you were describing it, yeah. I was, and Coles is just bossing Boston. around. Coles, Coles is real yeah. high on his birthday. He's bossing around the host now. Just said, you you, just, you described the sixth man like you would describe the most improved. So I was. If this wasn't your birthday. If this was also Lori Marketing starts. Just, so like, look, <laughs> get it together, well, it's, Joey. It's it's how you want to define it. Just because just because the guy starts means he can't be on the sixth man. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the guys so you know, I see mentioned a, a lot around the Six Man of the Year award. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. I'm just really former. I might Pacer need to step Malcolm, away for a minute. Former Pacer Malcolm Brogdon, I think, is somebody who can make a, a good case. Oh, so we're six manning it still. Yeah, six more. Let's go back. Let's go back to Coach of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> six Man of the Year. All right. Guy who doesn't start most of the Malcolm time. Malcolm Brogdon is your go. Your go with. Okay, I like that. Brogdon's my guy. I like it. Colson, who do you like in the in the non-starter? Uh, I don't know. I'm still I'm still worried about most improved. I don't know. Go to somebody oh, okay. else. <laughs> okay, Jason, what are you feeling on this one? Uh, this is a tough one for me. I feel like nobody really stood out this year as a sixth person sixth man um other than brogdon but my uh distaste for brogdon has been well documented on this on this uh <clears throat> program but I, I you know i suppose i won't be a hater if everybody's on on board with that i'll give a shout out to my boy uh jose alvarado though in uh new mm. orleans i always like him he's a little spark plug off the bench. he's a tj mcconnell-esque kind of guy that uh really gets their bench unit going and and the Pellies, you know they struggled a little bit this year but they're uh looks like they'll probably make the play in hopefully and uh, maybe yeah make some noise like they did last year uh your boy bobby portis is on some people's short list Ooh, um yeah but he's definitely a dark horse emmanuel quickly uh in okay. new york seems sure. to have made a pretty good case um I on purpose don't watch a lot of the Knicks because I hold grudges for a really long time. Really <laughs> long time. For 30 years. Like decades. <laughs> <Just get> over. <laughs> uh, for the record, he uh, played in 77 games this year, 12 points, um, four rebounds, three assists. Um, not bad for a guy coming off the bench. Had a good season. Yeah, so... I. I wanted to, especially mid-season, make an argument for um, our boy Ben Mathrin 
six man and rookie of the year. Um, he's had kind of a, a tough last third of the season. He's not been as I mean he's still impactful. He's still really important to what Pacers do. But I am I actually am going to go with quickly. Um, I think that um, the success of the Knicks has been surprising. I think none of us really thought that Julius Randle was going to recover and not be hated by the fans. And, uh, you know, Brunson's sort of reinvigorated them. But uh, quickly is is a huge part of how they're, you know, in the fifth seed right now. So that, that, that's my vote. So just for comparison's sake here, uh, Benedict Mather an average 16.5 points, four rebounds, 1.4 assists a game. Played in 74 games, started 13, so that's 61 off the bench. Quickly has played 77, came 17. Uh, he started, so only 70 or 60 off the bench. So I think he just got a Mather, no? <laughs> okay, I'm fine with that. We're just not very good. We're just not winning a lot of games. I, I look, I want to give Matherin something. I like, mean, if if that's the not, logic that it's Brogdon all day. Well, no, look, okay, fair. But what I'm saying is, like, look, we can't give Matherin Rookie of the Year because Paolo is it, right? I can do whatever I want. You can, and we decide what we want as a as a, as a a um, pod. But I, let's give Matherin a six-man. Why not, right? Like, I I don't want Brogdon get to get it. That's blame. Let's, let's give it Joey, to... Joey, what do you got? Let's give it to Matherin. I mean, I think... I think that uh, I think Brogdon's good. You're going Brogdon. Yeah, is I think I started with that. But Derek, what about that? Derek White, who also comes off the bench for them, right? Like, come on. They just have a b- were, embarrassment of riches. Boston's fine. One, Don't worry about them. One category ago, we were talking about having people with Pacer ties being a good thing. I know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Where's Matherin? Derek White doesn't come off the bench for them. He started he, 66 games this year. Oh, okay, never mind. All right, fair enough. And Brogdon has started or started zero games out of the 65 that he's played. Why he decided to get healthy for them, I don't know. But averaging almost 15 points, four rebounds, and 3.7 assists a game. That is really good. All right. Boo. He's ex-pacer. That's fine. I, I'm okay with this. Hey, we're rooting for Sabonis in, you know, Sacramento. And we're rooting for Mike Brown. Let's root for Brogdon. Let's just, just be a pacer pod. Sure. For a change. Fine. And, and, yeah. and Jason, maybe, maybe you would have liked him a lot better if, if he didn't start. And, yeah. You know, no, if he came to... off the bench on yeah. a competent If we'd have had him. so much talent that we could have brought exactly. him off the bench. Exactly. Yes, you might have he would have been, been great for us. would have been concerned with the foibles of... Uh... He would have been great for us as the uh, fourth guard. Yes. Yeah, for sure. All right. It's great that he found a good landing spot. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for Mm -hmm. Malcolm. I am too. I wish he had been better for us. Yeah, we have Halliburton, so. Well, and uh, kudos to him. He, like, actually played 65 games plus this year, which may be due to the reduced load. Like, that's what he He's always got to do is play 25 minutes a game. Yeah, why not? All right. Go Brogdon. You know what? You were a good pacer. Um, you were the president, whatever you're, we'll, 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 we'll put you in as six, man. We'll send you a weird unmarked package. Glitter. Buffy paints. Buffy paint glitter. <laughs> weird t-shirt. All right. Next category for the first time today, we're going to talk about the most improved player. <laughs> the very first time. <laughs> oh, Interesting. I'm not good at gaslighting. Is, this how, is that how you do it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, as uh, not previously discussed, it's about how you define this. Uh, but I, I think the two guys that I look at and am probably most interested on are Lori Markinen and uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, SGA from Oklahoma City. And they both had... Tremendous years. I think they're both all stars, and we just, you know, we just saw SJ play, uh, and you know, we just could not stop him. 
and that was you know, well, just one it, game until we but did because we won. We did win that game. We did. <laughs> yeah, so why you gotta why you gotta call me out like that? <laughs> I'm not calling uh, you out. I'm calling that SGA. Okay, that's true. Yeah. What's up? How with do that? you not beat the tanky Pacers SGA? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's. And so, we didn't, we didn't those, put our most improved player on the floor. That's what I'm saying. It's going against, it's going against his uh, chances here. Yeah, his resume is weak. Yeah. yeah. So those are the two. And also, uh, I've seen some discussion around Jalen Brunson, who's you know, mm. been fantastic this year. Mm. Uh, almost 24 points a game, three and a half rebounds, six plus assists. Um, Harper, where are you at on this one? Um... Again, I'm a homer, so I think the place we have to start from is Tyrese Halliburton. A tremendous year. Uh, and I, you know, he will get some consideration, unfortunately, because even the second half of last season was so good. I think he gets robbed at this thing. I think if it hadn't been for that, I think he gets this thing this year. But uh, we showed our cards too early. Um, so I think that the. And, and for SGA. In his case, I think he was so good that he might, he's like too close to MVP almost. Like he's going to get votes for that potentially. So I think he gets robbed. So I think you're left with Laurie Markinen, who, <laughs> I, granted, big uptick for him out in Utah. Uh, went from 15 to t- over 25 points a game, yeah. averaging eight rebounds and a couple assists. Uh, I mean, Really, honestly, surprisingly good season. I did not see that coming. Shooting almost 40% from three-point land with a heavy workload. Uh, 50% from the range? Or, I mean, like, overall from the range? Oh, yeah, yeah. From the field? From the floor. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, yeah. Just, yeah, stupid good this year. I I did not know that was going to be a thing. And it was surprising enough that he gets my vote. (laughs) Well, so, yeah, my argument would be... uh, they just they knew SGA was that good, and they sat him out at the like second half of the season last year. Um, SGA has always been this good; he just hasn't seen the minutes. I think Lori Marketing is the shock here, um, and this team was considered to be nothing. They were planning to tank, and then this thing happened. And uh, I think it's a great story. Um, they're still vying for a play-in right now, as we speak. Um, I think Laurie Marketing is the, the pick here. Yeah, I agree. I have, I have nothing else to add. Jalen was really good. Brunson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without a doubt. But, yeah, the, the leap was bigger for Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, even with, with the stats drunk, he increases scoring by 11 points a game. That's so just insane. Like. Yeah. And it's not like he's sneaking up on anybody. It's like there's no one else to guard. <laughs> and they're getting wins. It's just not. Yeah, right? it's, yeah it's ridiculous. It's crazy. So marketing it is. Now we're on to Rookie of the Year. Three names I got here. There's only Spoiler three. Alert. There's only three. Spoiler alert. One of them, his name is Benedict Mather. Yeah. We'll start there. 16.7 points per game. 1.4 assists, four rebounds a game, slash. Also, maybe most improved, because I mean, what were his numbers last year? Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Just non-existent. Yeah. We've also got Jalen Williams from Oklahoma City. 13.6 points, 3.2 assists, 4.5. Is that a cat or a baby? It's a, definitely a cat. Cat, cat has been dominating and, uh, cat or baby. And there's also a dog playing the game dog or cat or baby. <laughs> what dog is that? Where, where's that That's dog na- from? Neighbor's, neighbor's dog. All right. Is it because uh, the tree's also, down? What's going on? Dogs dogs be doing dog stuff. You know how it is. Dog doing dog. You just bark <laughs> off into the... They're just barking into the void, you know? Also, you know, Paolo uh, Bancaro from Orlando... Leading Matherin in the points, assists, and rebounds category. 20 points, 3.7 assists, and 6.7 rebounds per game. But 
What's looking like on his sheet here are not on the Indiana Pacers. Nah. Honest discussion, guys. Is did Matherin have a good enough year or better uh, to take this from from Paolo or or Jalen? But I mean, I I think I'm the most vocal uh, uh, fan of Benedict Matherin on this podcast. But I mean, he came out of the gate just blazing, um, and then kind of dipped the rest of the year. Like he, so he dipped in December. Bounced back a little bit in January, and then there was a precipitous fall off, like the rest of the season. And so I just don't think he's that combined with the fact that basically that was around the same time that the Pacers uh, just quietly exited from the playoff <laughs> hunt. And uh, yeah, whereas Orlando is still, I mean, I think they're still trying to tank. I don't know what's going on, but they're competitive and they uh, may sneak into the. Well, they probably won't at this point sink into the plane thing, but um, yeah. So I think it's Paolo, like especially given the work, the yeah, the workload that he is putting in for that team. It's not like he's it's just their whole team. Yeah, yeah, that's the argument, Jason. He's he's just every scouting report defense has to stop him, and that's it. And he's right. freaking rookie, and he's doing it every night. Um, you know, Matherin's coming off the bench. He's the surprise guy. He's the energy guy. He's the running downhill guy. You know, um, Paolo is the whole team. So I think he gets this running away. Um, I think Matherin's had a fantastic season um, and uh, will be, you know, a big part of. I mean, it, it, you know, we've we've not had a, a pick this high for a long time, and I think. Uh, Matherin looks to be the future of this franchise along with Halliburton. So, um, you know, it's great for the Pacers, but he's not going to win Rookie of the Year. And that uh, may be a good thing for the Pacers because he will be pissed off about that. Hell uh, yeah. Get into the gym the day after the season ends and work on the things he needs to work on. So, I mean, yeah, that's definitely, you know, it's going to be motivational. I think it is for a lot of guys. You know, they they don't get something that they 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 wanted, and you know, then then they're motivated forever. You know, some of these guys, you still hear them talking about, you know, they're upset where they got drafted, and that basically like motivates their entire career uh, because they're like, well, I got I got drafted, you know, you know, seventeen. I should have been I should have been top five or whatever. So. All right, we got two categories left. The Defensive Player of the Year. Colson, where are you at on this one? Early on the season, I was uh, I was all in on Miles Turner. He was blocking shots at a a, a clip. He was holding down um, what I thought was a young team that needed some defense, and uh, just what he does every year at the beginning of the season. It just reminds you how important he is. He got a big extension because of that. Uh, I'm glad he's a pacer for the next few years because of that. But he's not even close to leading the league in blocks anymore. The two best defensive teams in the league are probably Milwaukee and Boston. Um, so you want to look at, you know, Jason Tatum or you want to look at a Brooke Lopez um, Jaron Jackson Jr. I think is going to get most of the buzz um, as uh, you know what he's done in Memphis. He's been fantastic. He can guard the perimeter um, and uh, guard the bigs. He plays four or five. Um, but my answer is, I think I think sometimes you just have to go the most obvious answer. It's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, mm. He is the best player in the league um, and he's the best defender in the league and I don't I wonder why we have to argue too much about it so going Giannis <laughs> uh, Yancey disagrees yeah. as do I I think uh, I mean yeah I mean you can't it's hard to argue against the fact that 
Antetokounmpo is like the best at all of the things. Um, and it really hurts uh, Brooke Lopez's case to have Antetokounmpo on his team because yeah, Antetokounmpo is a better Holiday, defender than he is. a fantastic <laughs> wing defender as well. Right. Um, but uh, I want to show some love to Jaron Jackson Jr. I think he's, um, I believe, leading the league for the second straight year in blocks per game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pulling down... 6.7. 6.7, is that it? Block or rebounds? Oh, I thought he was getting more than that. My bad. But just has been such a a, a glue guy for that team and sure, sure. kept them uh, afloat. I, notably, he, he did miss a, a huge chunk too. of the season to start it, right? So, well, sorry, uh, what did you yeah. say, Harper? Yeah. I was just going to say, he gets a steal a game, too. He's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and John ja Morant hard. was out, and he took over. I mean, yeah. I mean, yes. There's a ton of stuff to... Should we give him credit for all that? For sure. I agree. Uh, Vegas has this as a two-man race. It's between Brooke Lopez and Jaron Jr. for the person who's going to end up winning this award. The okay. dark horse in their race is Bam Adebayo, who I really think deserves real consideration. I mean, that Miami Heat team, just year in and year out, is just tough to get buckets against. I mean, they are just hard to score on. Um, and he's their, you know, he's their backstop. Um, you know, he only gets, he, he actually ends up getting less than a block a game, it turns out. Uh, but he pulled down nine boards and, you know, he, he, he makes guys work around the rim for sure. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. No, and then yeah, they're, they're going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs again because of yeah. that fact, right? Well, and Jimmy Butler also plays defense on the perimeter. Like, Everybody on that team plays defense. Yeah, exactly. OG Ananobi, a guy to throw out there. Also a great defender. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's fine. Like, yeah. But I feel like the thing that makes Toronto a defensive juggernaut is not just OG Ananobi. It's the fact that all of their guys are 6'8 with wingspans of 7'4". Or whatever, like sure. it's the combined, uh, yeah. you know. They're just the, tough to score on as a team. Just like some is greater yeah, than whole of its parts, or something like that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I get, I get that. I get that. Um, all right, I'm willing to go with Jared Jackson Jr. Um, I, I think he's been exceptional. Um, yeah. Yep, I'm going with Jared. Yep, uh, Joey, how do you feel about that? Well, here's the thing. I pop up for this award too. <laughs> I'm saying this. This is Quaker no, style, buddy. No, here's the thing. So I'm I'm relatively split on on uh, Lopez and uh, Jackson. Okay. The problem is I'm scared of what would happen if I don't vote. You know, I don't know what Jaw's going to do if <laughs> I don't vote for for his teammate. For sure, it's a reasonable so, concern. Yeah, I think you should you just know? go with the the group think then, and not be in trouble. Yeah, no, I'm look. I got a family, right. so, <laughs> so we're gonna go with uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Hey. He's had the, you know, it's not it's not or you know it's not a big splash. To say he's had a phenomenal season. He's so been let's amazing. Go that way. He's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. what a special player. Uh, yeah. All right, last one. The Kia Most Valuable Player of the Year. There's been, I mean, I guess there's three guys in my book here. Uh, you've got your your Embiid's of the world. You got your Jokic's of the world, and you've got your Antetokounmpo's of the world. Probably of the Giannis variety, but uh, that's where I'm going to say. Those are those are my three guys. But uh, are there before we start any other names that anyone wants to uh, add to that list? Jason Tatum. Okay. That's fair. Celtics are great. He is phenomenal. Is he better than these any of these three guys? No. I guess? Okay. No, but he's the fourth. Okay. That's yeah, fair. you know, when you vote for MVP, you have to vote top five, right? Who's the fifth guy? That's a good question. Matherin. Luca? Or John. <laughs> is it Luca? <laughs> Uh, boy, it's tough to vote for Luca for anything, right? I mean, he's now. the number one uh, pitcher at refs. He gets that vote. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that they have plummeted the way that they have 
like I can't. It's hard for me to give an MVP vote. So, to so is it is it is, whose is team it, is going to finish I'd, under five? I'd literally rather give it like to Brooke out Lopez. of the playoffs. Is it, it is SGA? Ridiculous. Is he number five in this? Like it he's been be. amazing. He's averaging like thirty points a game, thirty something a game. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, their team's I mean, barely going to make the play in, but right, yeah. But that's sort of above expectations, almost for, for sure. I mean Curry, I suppose, right? Yeah. He's always he played enough games. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I was I was very ready to give this to Joel Embiid because he's just been <laughs> killing it. Yeah. Uh, but then he likes, and I mean, I have no idea why he sat out the game against uh, Denver, but he sat yep. out that game. Not a good move, man. And I was like super excited to see that matchup, and yeah. that yeah. like kind of turned me off i don't me know too. that's exactly too. what happened to me yeah. exactly yeah. what happened to me. i was ready to anoint and beat and he sat out that that matchup i was out I, admittedly i was looking for an excuse but that was it yeah <laughs> no <laughs> doubt right so who's your guy then are you uh your team Jokic? yeah okay yeah it's hard to deny um i'm uh i just same argument i made with defense player of the year like we're just staring at the best player in the league, and we don't want to talk about it. It's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, there's no reason not to give him the MVP. Look, Jokic just had it the last two years. Um, Embiid had a chance to take it. He's been playing amazing, defensively and offensively. But then, you know, he's just not showing up down the stretch. Giannis is the best player in the league right now. He has been and for his, five his years. His team has the best record. In the tougher conference. Yeah. I mean, he's been the best player in the league for the last five years. He only has one MVP. Or maybe he's got two. Whatever. He deserves another one. He just does. Okay. But Denver also has 51 wins. And I would argue the Bucks have a better roster. But for Jokic. I don't know. I mean, uh, Jamal Murray is real good. Sure. How many games did he play? Yeah, not enough. No, you're not wrong. Still working back. You're not wrong, but I, I, I think that we can make an argument that the West is weaker than the East this year. Yep, agreed. Um, and it's harder to win games in the East. Um, the West is a whole mire of 500 teams. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not going to like be real mad at you for, for arguing about Jokic. I, I, I think he's, he's incredible. He's doing stuff that we've never seen before. But Giannis is putting up Wilt Chamberlain numbers as well. We're in such an era where we've got three guys right now that are doing historically great things. And I think, you know, one of them has to win this honor. Um, and and Bede's never won it. Give it to him. The other two have already won two MVPs or MVPs. Like, I don't know. Maybe just throw it so- at Embiid. I don't know. So, very lucky for us as basketball fans, the NBPA and the NBA came to an agreement on the collective bargaining agreement with no lockout. One of the things that's in that is you got to play 65 games to win these awards going forward. Oh, not, not, not this season, but moving not forward? Not this season. Okay. Not this season, but moving forward. Giannis ain't going to make it. How many, how many games has he played? Well, actually, so he's at 61 61- but and that's basketball reference, five, so they might be a game behind. Up. Maybe he will make it. He might sneak in. I think he's going to sneak in. How many games? Where are we going to Embiid? Embiid's at 63. Okay. So he'll, he'll make, make it, it easy. But Jokic has played by far the most. He's played 67. Okay. Um, I think they'll all make I, it. I, honestly, I, like, I don't understand. Like, Embiid was great down the stretch, but to me it's like... Feels like recency bias, right? Like Jokic played fifty phenomenal games, and then Embiid came on, and they were like, "Oh, it's all Embiid." Like he's gonna walk away with it. And somehow Giannis was never really in this conversation. Giannis's numbers this year—he's averaging thirty-one points a game, eleven point eight rebounds, and five and a half assists. Like that's that's crazy, right? That's crazy. That's and the, he's the best. Defi- I mean, he's it's every best, bit as good. He's as def- in the defensive player of the year conversation. Well, so so is Embiid. In fairness, oh right, that's true. That's true. And you know um, who's not? Jokic. <laughs> Jokic is not. No, uh, but Jokic. Well, I think if you look, almost averages yeah. a triple double. 
<laughs> and might before it's all done. Well, and that's the thing. So Jokic, you know, he, he averages, you know, fewer points, but but oh yeah, almost ten, almost ten assists per game. But his defense, not there. Well, you know. unless you count rebounding, where he is at <laughs> rebounding his class for sure. Got to finish a play. I mean, he's not your standard uh, big guy defender, right? He doesn't defend the rim the way that no. Embiid or nope. Giannis do, but he's a. But he also can't do perimeter defense the way the other two guys can. Like I just no like, no no. I'm I'm not trying to say that he is in anywhere in the class of defense as these guys, but he's just a cerebral basketball player. So he yeah, like, he's. I mean that's what that's to, why he's not like out of position. He's not completely. He's not James Harden on the defensive end, right? No like, no no. It, I mean, no what, what's tries. great about Jokic is that he's not a great athlete. Yeah right. And, and, yeah. And, and like, you watch him tries. run around the court and you're like, how is this guy in the NBA? And then he goes out and drops a thirty point triple dub on you. And you're like, oh okay, there you go. Right. And I'm not saying he doesn't try on defense. I'm just saying like if I'm looking at my best player in the league in a one of these crazy statistic years that's never happened before where everybody's putting up, you know, historic numbers. I kind of want to give it to people that play defense. Honestly, I think it's Giannis. I think he's the best player in the league. I think he's, he's got that mantle, uh, from LeBron and we just, we should just give it to him. I don't know why we're fighting so hard about it. I don't know why we don't want to do it. It is kind of interesting that he was. I mean, I guess because he was like injured a bit this season, so that's why. Yeah, he was, but he's like, gonna get to sixty-five the before the end of the season. I, I'm not sure that he will. He's at sixty-one, so they've got four games left. We'll see if he does or not. All right, fair enough, fair enough. But I mean, like, I, I if that I were the rule this play. year, he would. You know what I mean? Like they would make sure he got. Yeah, he would. He would make those sure those numbers yeah. or whatever. But, um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm. I mean, I'm fine with Giannis. I love Giannis. So. <laughs> Yeah, I love Giannis too. I would personally still stick with Jokic just because okay. I, I do think he should be re- rewarded for games played. But how, you know, okay, okay, Gian- Giannis this, is this awesome. Is, this is <laughs> and this is a this is a conversation that's being had all over the sports universe. Are you comfortable with him being the first three time MVP since Larry Bird? Am I comfortable with it? Am I supposed to be nauseated somehow? Yeah, there there's a lot of conversation in the sports world about how. You should be nauseated about it. What? <laughs> uh, uh, why? What is the? Uh, it's a, it's a it's a racial conversation. Oh, because he's white. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't bring that into my formulation particularly. Yeah, no, you shouldn't have had to. But but there is a legitimate. I mean, not legitimate, but there is a a discourse going on right now about whether why is there not been a three time uh, MVP black athlete, but there's been three-time MVP white athletes, and I, I, you know, I think it's worth being a part of the conversation. <clears throat> Why didn't Jordan win it three times in a row? Well, Carl Malone, because people got tired of voting in a row. I don't know. I mean, you know, or, or, was it because he retired? Uh, no, I mean, you know, the, yeah, the he did it, break up his streak. At it some did. Point. He would have. He would have had three at some point if he hadn't done that, right? Well, people got tired of voting for. Yeah, if he hadn't have retired, yes. Um, but yeah, also people got tired of voting people three times in a row. I mean, that, that stuff did happen. Um, you know, it happened to Steve Nash. It happened to other white players. <laughs> um. But anyway. I mean, I, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know that I would withhold a vote for Jokic because. Well, so the, so the idea is a, a player plays well. He's amazing. He holds up his team. He does very well. He deserves the MVP. Um, the next year, his team does better and his points are better. So you just have to give it to him again, just like the Steve Nash situation. Um, and then if he does that again. His team gets better, and his stats are better. We just have to give him the MVP. Um, or is it, you know, people have done other better things. We're not just looking at one guy, which is... Right I, I, I mean, the problem is we're not even looking at one year now. Now we're talking about his, you know... I, I understand. <laughs> we're, I we're trying right. to insert right. history upon it. This is I supposed to be a one-year race, that. and but this he is did the, enough to win it this year. I agree, but this is the whole thing with the MVP, right? Like, people have... No, this is the uh, thing with people. Okay. 
We have, <laughs> we have voting fatigue. We have racial bias. We have history. We have all this stuff. And like, if you look at all the numbers, like, you know, the three best players are Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. And the people that vote are going to have to look at these three people and they're going to have to think about these things. And I'm just saying that that's part of the conversation. I, I, I'm going to say they don't have to think about these things at all. Well, uh, that's what our podcast is for. You let them know. <laughs> yeah, you let them know, Harper. Don't think about it. Yeah. Meant to be a one-year yeah. award, not a not a 30-year award. It's true, yeah. It's like a, a quandary of having too much information kind of situation or something like that. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, all of these guys are deserving. That's the whole thing. It's like yeah. they all had just fantastic years. So it's like... Uh, if you hadn't told me that, there's no reason I would have been mad at any choice. Well, it's just mind-blowing stats what they're putting up. They just really are. They're just... Yeah. And they all have their own, you know, strengths, you know? like the. So they're all different players. So What? I thought they were all the same player. <laughs> yeah. It's going to make it really easy to vote. We're yeah, just gonna... um, exactly. Come over there right now. Except traffic's real bad, right? <laughs> so yeah i don't know did we did we quaker style this one up enough or where do we i mean i'm not hearing consensus uh, i think i think we landed on Giannis. okay yeah i think so too i mean i guess yeah i have no yeah any of these guys whatever they're all they're all yeah i know, think the nba so. is going to make the wrong decision and not give it to you yeah they've but... all put up generational numbers it, yeah. you pick any one of them i don't think anybody's mad but it's going to be a real well, interesting yeah. vote because like, some people will be mad basically well, all those guys are going to get let you know the sports and, like, discourse that's all i'm not split mad. all the first place votes and so it'll be a really close race, yeah. I think. but yeah, it, it seems to be at, at least Vegas has it as a as basically a two man race between Embiid and Jokic. So. Oh, man, mm. come on, Giannis! It's got to be Giannis. He's the best player. Yeah, he might. He, he's, he's he he maybe he'll get Finals MVP. So yeah, he's yeah. the best player. If he gets slighted for this one, he may come for another. Best player on the best team. Why is he not getting that? I mean, the MVP is not that hard. Come on, whatever. Yeah, Boss Boston's pretty good. I know, I know. So is Denver, but whatever. Joey, you got a stat of the week or something? I do. Joey, stat of the week! And as is uh, often the case, it got scooped. <laughs> but not on the show, at least. <laughs> this scooped one, by this local one, media? What's going on? No, this one, not scooped by local media. This one was, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna bring it up, um, on the show, but it um, it was uh, I, I got a text from Jason, and and uh, so it wasn't maybe a total scoop, but he's like, "Hey, did you see this?" So, so it's in our small circle, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what's a, a lot? A lot of times I get. Uh, I wasn't even on that um, chain. I'm not sure you got scooped. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. So have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so the. My son of the week this week is that De La Soul is finally joined the streaming world, and um, what I you know so this is this is a, a a group that I have been you know they've just been they've been so amazing for for so long, and uh, you know really because of uh, uh, legal issues they they've been unable to join you know the rest of uh, you know the rest of the music and the, most of the music world uh and join the the uh, streaming services there's just legal issues you know uh at least some of the things and i think jason you may have done a little bit more um or checked a little bit more into this but um i know some of the groups uh, from a, uh, particular types of hip-hop groups uh back that were doing stuff around when, when they were getting started um, there were just weren't like sampling. There was no rules around sampling, so people just did it. And then court, you know, that these these this music albums were out in the world, and and they were great, you know. But then, you know, people that 
we're being sampled. We're saying, hey, you know, you're using our stuff. You're making money on it. And there was, like, no rules. So then, you know, there was some... uh, there was some discussion around that in the courtrooms. Um, and really what that did was, you know, some some groups got, you know, stopped from being able to sell those albums if they didn't go through the process. And, and um, um, in other ones, you know, were able to, like, I, I mean, one of them that I had heard many years ago that was sort of like really in this camp was the BC Boys, uh, Paul's Boutique. That one in particular was just, samples up and down all day long and it was great it was amazing but um you know lots of people were saying hey that's that's my work that's in there too but anyway um there was also news earlier this year um one of the mcs true goy the dove i think he was plug to passed away uh recently like in the last month or so uh two maybe two months ago just before this happened but um um, but so if you've not, you know, listened to them a whole lot, I, I, I can't recommend them highly enough. You know, if, uh, if you didn't already, they're much more, it's much more accessible than it used to be. Um, also I saw like, uh, the, the, the first album they put out three feet high and rising was, it's like hit the charts in the UK for some reason, like not for some reason, cause it's amazing and it's, amazing. it's available like to a lot of people now. So, um, uh, Joe, I, I don't want to, um, interrupt you or. Uh, break your heart, but uh, De La Soul is dead. <laughs> that is well played. <laughs> so that is uh, the second album, I believe. De La Soul is dead, which this is guy. fantastic. Like, it's check truly, it out. It is truly great. Album. Oh, brilliant. So yeah, they. I, I I know I had been. You know, once they they were. You know, I, you know, I listened to, you know, different, listened to probably all of them in different number of times, but, um, man, it's been a long time since I listened to a couple of them and just kind of like, you know, during work, you know, listen to stuff. And I was like, man, this stuff, like even, even, even three feet high, I, I, which I thought was amazing, you know, to me, I hadn't listened to a long time and I went back and was like, this thing just still is, is just incredible. So go back, listen to their stuff. Uh, I know all you all you guys have listened to them as well. Uh, any any that was standouts? My entire college, so I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, high school and a bunch of college. Yeah, <laughs> Stakes is High was a great album too. Oh, yeah. Stakes is and that's, yeah. Stakes oh, is High is my. That's the one that I Again. probably listened to the most in the last like, you know, couple couple weeks here. Sure. I, I just it's just been tremendous. No, so did so, they? Yeah. So three feet high and rising. They essentially invented the idea of having skits on the on a album, like that. Like so, I don't know if this is still the case, but for a solid twenty years, every hip hop album had like a, a skit or a theme to it or something like that. And De La Soul and Prince Paul basically invented that whole idea with three feet high and rising, which was just. Yeah, groundbreaking in so many ways. We can share the link. I uh, so I scooped Joey Stat by sharing a link to uh, a uh, on the media podcast um, where they talk to somebody that's an expert on the sampling industry or whatever, and about how all this stuff went down with uh, De La Soul or whatever. But um, we can share that. It's very very interesting. And there's a lot of movement now, I guess, to basically take the shackles off of sampling because it's essentially stifles creativity. Um, and the the one could argue that the way in which the samples are used is like so. It's very limited. Transformative, yeah, and limited in a way that it's like not. It's not profiteering off of the original sure. artist's work necessarily, but, I mean, I also understand that people are very protective of the artistic creations that they make because there are very few ways to monetize them so people want their money yeah 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 i mean but art creates art right so right yeah well and like the, the yeah, point that he makes money is like uh, <laughs> okay 
Okay, this is a longer conversation. <laughs> well, one of the points he makes Harper, though is that there's it doesn't matter about the money. Well, there tell these, that to the artists, man, <laughs> not me. <laughs> there are these stable of samples that like people use over and over and over again, or whatever, and it's sort of a a language amongst DJs or whatever, um, and it's akin to like you know a one four five chord progression in rock music, which is like nobody's stealing you know suing you because you stole their chord progression like it's the you know it's it is the music it's the the backbone right so interesting interesting nonetheless it it reminds me of uh the the thing about vanilla ice Um, oh right the dent 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 he's like it goes like dent 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 But like I didn't steal it because theirs goes like, da, 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 da. but no, it's the exact same thing when he says it. It's like exactly the same. Yeah, nowadays you got to get everything cleared. You got to pay. You know, you got to pay up before any of this stuff happens. And and um, you know the other. I mean, you still got to do that. Some of these, like uh, DJ Shadow, was another one that I really, really liked a lot of his work. And you know, he does stuff. You know. It, in a different way, but you know, really deconstructing a lot of the you know the, the samples and the, the sounds. Um, but he's still got to work through the same process. But a lot of times, if you work with like things that either can't be identified to with the source, or or if you just use something that's so obscure that either you know that that you know if you say, hey, I'll give you fifty bucks, you know, then then you're clear. Nobody else is going to offer them anything, right? Yeah. But yeah, so go out, listen to De La Soul. Also, I don't know you guys. You know, Colson, you're talking about uh, college. Like the new, like their newer stuff was still amazing too. Mm-hmm. Like the the last album they put out was um, uh, crowdfunded and um, was also tremendous that one was the uh, was it the anonymous nobody i thought that was called um but also just they're so good we'll check they're it so out good. for sure um and they, they they do lots of collaborations and, and usually they're just stellar so go back listen to de la soul and uh and you will be happier for it you will be you will be All right, team. I think that probably is probably uh, all I got time for today. Um, but then uh, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. It's been a it's been a fun one. I'm glad we get everybody back together. No doubt. Uh, yeah, we Coulson. Uh, Voltron. Yeah. Is that what it is? What what, what brings everybody together? The Voltron. P- parties. <laughs> Birthdays. 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 Yeah. And Voltrons. My birthday. Voltron. <laughs> yeah. Can we call the episode Birthdays of Voltron? Yes, we can. That's done. Done and done. Thank you. That's all I want for Colson's birthday. <laughs> cool. Well, you can hit us up on the social medias. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. No check mark, by the way. Um, if you want us to get that check mark you can head over to patreon.com slash undebeatables uh, we need to start up like an eight dollar a month tier but we're, we're still working on that until then you can pick you can pick whatever tier is is uh uh you're able to do so it's the blue check mark tier is that what's gonna be you know <laughs> good i just saw like the the companies to do they have like a gold check mark tier and it's a thousand dollars a month Whoa. so yeah, I'm out on that one. I mean, I'm happy if you want to give that to us, but um, yeah. we'll have a gold checkmark tier and a gold, you know, we'll have a blue and a gold checkmark tier. Miriam mm-hmm. Webster was talking trash. Google search for that if you're bored. I'm not bored, but I like when dictionaries are talking trash. Yeah. So. <laughs> Always good. <laughs> I'm not a nerd. <laughs> also on facebook.com slash the end of beatables uh website 
is theunbeatables.com. There's also a contact form there. You can use it to send us a message and our email address. Shout out at theunbeatables.com. And the website slash store to get a medium t-shirt. Or small. I think it's just small. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sue Leonard. out the party is so Is that Pavarotti? <laughs> virtuosic. Yes. I was feeling yes, my feelings. but... I think he was reenacting his uh, traffic jam. <laughs> <laughs> was that like an interpretive song of the of the traffic jam? Yeah. Beautiful. It was in lieu of my... Never mind, I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Now I want to know offense. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, in, it's in lieu of the the birthday bloodshot. Yeah. <laughs> don't think that's happening tonight. No, I'm stuck with you three guys. <laughs>